Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God that his promises are yes and amen. We can give him glory today because he is faithful and he is our provider. And most of all, God is good. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us online today for our service and looking forward to what God has in store uh, through this message today and as we spend time together here over the next few minutes just looking at the Word of God. I want to talk to you this morning about how we can experience the supernatural provision of God as we navigate uh, through these unusual times. Now, when I say provision, most people automatically think money. But we all know God can provide so much more than that. God is able to provide us uh, with peace that surpasses all understanding. God is able to provide for us uh, joy that is strength for our walk with God. God is able to provide us with power in the midst of our weaknesses. God is able to provide us with protection God is able to provide us with wisdom. God is able to provide us with comfort. God is able to provide for all of our needs, no matter what they may be. The Bible says that God is Jehovah Jireh. That means that the Lord is our provider. Aren't you thankful today that God is our provider? Our provider. And that's the title of my message today. The promise of provision, because God is our provider. The promise of provision. I want you to open up your Bibles right now uh, to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. This is a powerful story that reminds us that God is our only source for supernatural provision. God is our only source for supernatural provision. We read here in 1 Kings... Chapter 17, let me begin reading there now. It says, Now Elijah, who was from Tishba in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by the Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him, and he camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, and there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and uh, live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. After he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? 
And as she was going to get it, he called to her and he said, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, this is what the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. And I love verse 16. It says, there was always enough. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord promised through Elijah. Praise the Lord. What a powerful reminder of the provision that we have from God, the promised provision from God. We read here in 1 Kings chapter 17, that a man named Elijah arrives on the scene. Elijah, this prophet, arrives on the scene. We don't know much about Elijah, but we know he was an ordinary man who had an extraordinary message. You see, God called Elijah to give a message to King Ahab and the people of Israel. God sent this prophet, Elijah, because King Ahab and all of Israel were having some major spiritual issues in their life. The people in leadership and the people in the land were in spiritual decline. They were in decline because of King Ahab and his wicked wife, Queen Jezebel, who were leading the people in idolatry. You can see a little bit more about that if you were to back up and read in 1 Kings uh, chapter 16, talking about how uh, about King Ahab. It says that King Ahab set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal that he built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Asherah pole. And listen to this. It says that King Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than did all the kings of Israel before him. And if you've been reading in your immersed Bible study and reading the kingdoms, you will know, friend, that all those kings, there was a lot of them, and they did some wicked things in the Lord's sight. But it says here in chapter 16 that King Ahab did more to provoke the Lord's anger than all the other kings before him. He was a wicked man, and his wife was a wicked lady as well. And that was the reason they were in spiritual decline. Because they were leading the people into uh, idol worship. King Ahab, he led the people to worship Baal. And Baal was a false god that the people worshipped. The people were so consumed in this idol worship of Baal that they would even sacrifice their own babies on the altar of Baal. They would even participate in sexual perversion at the altar of Baal. Sounds much like America today, if you ask me. Sacrificing our babies on the altar of abortion. Parading our acts of sexual perversion all throughout our culture. We're all guilty of worshiping our own American idols. We, we worship popularity. 
We worship power. Uh, we, we worship perversion. We worship our possessions. We worship these idols that we think that will meet our needs. And let me just warn you right now this morning that let me just tell you that idol worship, it upsets the Lord. It upset the Lord then and idol worship upsets the Lord now. And we need to uh, refrain from any idols in our life and we need to give God all of our worship and praise. Idol worship upset the Lord in this story. So he called this prophet Elijah to speak to King Ahab. Elijah said this was his message. It was a message of judgment really from uh, the prophet Elijah to King Ahab. And here's what his message was. He says, there'll be no more dew or rain on this land for the next few years until I give the word. This prophet was given a powerful prophecy over uh, King Ahab and over the people of Israel. This prophecy of no rain was powerful for a lot of reasons, but it was powerful because those who worshiped Baal, they believed that Baal controlled the rain. And God was using Elijah to show King Ahab and the people that the living God of Israel is the one that's in control of everything, even the weather, not Baal. God was using Elijah to let them know that he served a living God and Baal was a false god. And God was letting them know that he was about to shut down their idol. God was about to shut down their crops. God was about to shut down their economy. God was about to shut down their provision. And listen to me this morning. God can shut down the idols in our life that we think that we need. God can shut them down. The Lord can shut down idols and show us that he's our only source of provision. And I just wonder today, I wonder today as we look at everything going on around us in this world and in this nation, I wonder today if God is shutting down our idols and reminding us that he is our only source. I wonder today if God is shutting down idols so we'll depend on him for everything that we need. I wonder today if God is shutting down idols in our land so we will return back to him. I just wonder that today, if God is just demonstrating his power and shutting down those idols in our life. I love what the word says here. Elijah gives this prophecy to King Ahab, and then the word comes to Elijah again, and it says here that the uh, word of the Lord come to Elijah from the Lord, and it said, uh, for Elijah to leave that land. He said, I want you to leave that land and hide by the Kareth Brook because there's about to be a shutdown. Elijah, you need to get out of that land because there's about to be a shutdown. He says, go to this brook and you'll find water there and I'll command the ravens to bring food to you there. God was telling Elijah there's about to be a shutdown in the land, but don't worry, I got you. There's about to be a shutdown, but don't worry, I got you. I'll supply the water and I'll supply the food for you. And it should remind all of us today, the economy is shutting down. Don't worry, the Lord says, I got you. You lost your job, the Lord's saying, don't worry, I got you. You've been laid off from work, the Lord is saying, don't worry, I got you. You're afraid of what might happen in the future, the Lord's saying, don't worry, I got you. There's an enemy threatening 
uh, to take your life, the Lord's saying, don't worry, I got you. You're about to lose your peace and lose your hope. The Lord is saying, don't worry, I got you. Hallelujah. And listen to me, that's the key. The key for Elijah was he had to get to that place where he could experience the supernatural provision of God in the middle of a shutdown. The key was Elijah had to get to that place. He had to get to that place where he could experience the supernatural provision of God in the middle of a shutdown. Elijah had to get to the brook. He had to get to the brook. Elijah, the word of God says, he obeyed the Lord and he went to the brook. He went to the brook and the Bible says that God commanded the ravens to bring Elijah bread and meat each morning and every evening. Now in my mind, I see Chick-fil-A delivering spicy chicken sandwiches in the morning and in the evening. That's just my mind there, but I can just see that happening right now. Praise the Lord for those spicy chicken sandwiches. Listen, Elijah, God was meeting those needs. He says, I'm, I'm going to give you some bread and I'm going to give you some meat. It was, a, it was a ham sandwich. I don't know what it was, but God was providing for him. But he had to get to the brook to get it. And the brook is the place that we get to in life when we discover that God is our only source. The, the brook is the place that we learn to depend on God for everything. The, the brook is the place that uh, we learn to trust God. The, the brook is the place where we experience the supernatural power of God. The brook is the place that we discover God's love and God's faithfulness. The brook is the place that we discover that God is more than enough. The brook is the place where we draw near to God and God draws near to us. The brook is the place where we hear the voice of God. The brook is the place where we're recharged so we can go out and carry God's assignment, carry out God's assignment and mission for our life. Elijah, he went to that place in faith. And if we're going to receive God's supernatural provision we have to go there in faith as well. We have to go there in faith. The Bible says that faith is what pleases God. And so help us to get to that place in faith. Now I want you to notice something here in this story. It says in verse 7 that the brook dried up. It says that the brook dried up. That tells me that you can be living for God and sometimes things can dry up. Things can dry up even for those serving God like Elijah. You can be uh, one of the most spiritual people in the world. And friends, things can still dry up in your life. Your finances can dry up. Uh, your relationship with others can dry up. Your health can dry up. Your spiritual life can dry up. Your peace can dry up. Your joy can dry up. Your, even your faith can dry up. And Elijah, Elijah, he's the perfect example of someone having spiritual things dry up in his life. If you just read through these chapters here, you'll see that this man at one time, he's on the uh, mountaintop. And then the next time you see him, he's running for his life. He's wanting to take his own life. He's wanting to die. Listen, he's had some great uh, days in his life and he's had some bad days in his life. He knows what it is to have some things dry up in his life. And I'm sure all of us today, and many of you watching online, we know what it is to have some things dry up in our life. 
But I want you to look at what the, what the word says. The Lord. I want you to notice what the Lord does when the, when the brook dries up. Look what the Lord does when the provisions dry up. We read it in verse 8. We read that the word of the Lord came to Elijah when things dried up. That God said to Elijah, go and, uh, I want you to go and I want you to live in the village of Zarephath. And there's going to be a widow there that's going to feed you. Now, the brook at Kareth and the location of where this widow was was almost a hundred miles. And God is telling Elijah, it's time for you to get up and move. The brook has dried up and now it's time for you to move. And I want you to listen to me this morning. When things dry up, uh, you got to be ready for God to move you to a new place. When provision dries up, it could be that God's about to do a new thing in you and through you. It could be uh, when provision dries up that God is about to move you into a new direction. Hallelujah. Sometimes when those provisions dry up, God may be trying to do something new in your life. Now, I'll be honest with you. If I were Elijah, I would have had a lot of questions. I would have had questions like, how in the world are ravens going to feed me? How in the world is a widow uh, going to feed me? And even though I'm sure he had these questions and he had these concerns, and even though it sounded all unusual to Elijah, the Bible says that he obeyed, he obeyed the Lord. He obeyed the Lord. And Elijah goes and he finds this widow. And when he finds her, she's gathering sticks. And the widow and her son are preparing to have a last meal before they die. And Elijah told the widow, he gave her these words. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go ahead and make that last meal, but make a little bread for me first. And whatever's left over, you and your son can have. Don't you just love the compassion of this man of God? He's not even concerned. He wants to make sure he gets his bread first. Just like a preacher, more concerned about the food. Hallelujah. This widow, after she received that word from the prophet Elijah, about not being afraid and following those commands that the Lord had given her through the prophet. The Bible says that the widow obeyed the word of the Lord and the Bible says that her and her son, they always had enough. They always had enough after that. In other words, their food supply never ran out. There was a promise of provision there that never ran out because it was a supernatural provision that came only from God. Praise the Lord for God's provision. Praise the Lord that with God there's always enough. And I want you to see something here. There's a pattern for the supernatural provision that we can see in the life of the widow and even in the life of the prophet Elijah. I want you to notice this pattern. The pattern is they put God first. They put God first. Say it right there where you are. They put God first. They put God first. That was the pattern for them to receive the supernatural provision of God. They put God first. They put God first. Put God first and we will and, and God will supernaturally meet all our needs. Jesus said these words here in Matthew 6:33. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. In Philippians 4.19, it says, my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Friend, listen, 
You need to put Jesus first. Put Jesus first. Put Jesus first. And he will supply all your needs. Not just some of your needs, but all of your needs. Hallelujah. He will supply all your needs. If you're watching online this morning and you're concerned about some things that you're dealing with right now, about provision, listen, I'm just telling you, put God first. Put God first and he will supply all your needs. I want you to notice as well that they put God first in faith. And when they put God first in faith, they were experiencing just unending provision from God. It was unending. It says they always had enough. They always had enough. This widow, uh, she responded in faith. She responded in faith and not fear, and God provided Elijah, he he responded in faith and not fear, and God provided. And I'm just here this morning to encourage you that in these challenging times, in these uncertain times uh, that we're living in, we need to respond by putting God first, and we need to respond in faith instead of fear. We need to respond in faith and not in fear, and then we can watch God supernaturally provide for all the needs in our life. Praise the Lord that God is faithful. This widow and this prophet teach us that when we put God first, that we can trust him no matter what circumstances we face in life. If you just read through this story here, you'll see that that God never failed to provide for all their needs in every situation, for for the widow and for Elijah. God never failed. God provided in unexpected ways. And that's because God's ways are not our ways. And friend, listen, if we'll put God first, if we will put God first, He will never fail you. He will never fail you. I guarantee that. God will, if you'll put him first, he will never fail you. Put God first and and be ready for him to send you whatever you need in an unexpected way. You just be ready as you put God first. Because God will definitely provide for you. It's a promise of provision. You might be watching online and, and, and there's some things that have dried up in your life. I want to tell you, put God first and he'll make a way. You might be watching and things are are shutting down all around you in your life. Put God first and and he'll make a way. Put God first and he'll send supernatural provision. And and I wonder if if you're watching today and, and you need God to make a way for you this morning. You need God to do something supernatural in your life today. Friend, if he did it for Elijah and if he did it for this widow, he will do it for us who are followers of Christ. He's a generous God. And he wants to provide for you today. And I want to pray for you because I believe many people right now, they they need the Lord to make a way for them uh, for many different reasons. And I know God is able to do it. And so uh, I want to just take a few minutes now, and, and this is really an altar call time. Right there where you are, you can just bow your head and you can begin to pray. And I want to pray for you and pray over you And that your faith would just get to that place where you can experience the supernatural provision of God. And that God would make a way for you in a way that he would be the one to get the glory. No one else, but only God would get the glory for it.
So I want to pray for you now. I know people are uh, out of work. I know people are dealing with sickness. There's people in the hospitals, and, and they need God to provide. It's a supernatural provision today in their life, and we want to pray right now for God to do that. So let's bow together, and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this powerful uh, story that reminds us of your promise of provision that can only come from you. You're a supernatural God who is alive, and we know that you're working right now. And, and there's a lot of things around us in our land today, God. There's, there's things that have been shut down. There's things that are drying up. But, God, we know, we know that you'll make a way. We know that you will provide. You are our Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord who provides. And I'm believing you right now to provide for people, Lord. People watching this morning, that they'll just uh, encounter your uh, power working in their life as you provide for every need in them, every need, all needs, that you will supply them for, uh, supply all needs for them, God. Supply peace, supply strength supply wisdom right now god provide for them supply hope to them god supply financially to them god i pray right now in the name of jesus that you would just meet those needs i pray that you'll supply uh health to them god healing to them god right now just do a miraculous work over everyone that's praying in the name of jesus lord provide victory to those that are fighting battles today god lord i pray in the name of jesus that you would just work in a way that would bring you glory, God. That you will be glorified through it all. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that we can get to a place by faith. That we don't have to trust in anything else. That we can completely put our trust in you because you're our only source. You're our only source. You're our provider, and we thank you for that right now. We will not be worried, and we will not have any uh, stress because, God, we know that you're going to make a way for us. You're going to make a way for us, and we declare that now in Jesus' holy name, in the name of Jesus. Right there where you are, claim it for your life, friend. Just claim that promise of provision over your life and thank him in faith for what he's done and what he's getting ready to do. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be uh, watching online today, and friend, I want to just remind you that God is generous. He's so generous uh, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us so our sins could be forgiven. Don't you think if God is willing to give his one and only son, if he would give his son, that he'll give us exactly what we need in our life? And if you need... Uh, to be forgiven of your sins. You can put your faith and you can put your trust in Jesus Christ today through the work of the cross and what he did on that cross. When we look to that cross, we look to a Savior who took our place, who shed his blood. And through that blood that was shed, our sins could be washed away and we could be made new creatures in Christ and we could have a home in heaven and I just want to encourage you today, if you're watching online and you do not know Jesus, if you're not sure heaven's in your future, right there where you are, that you would place your faith in Christ. Stop worshiping the idols of this land and begin to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him now. Just repent and turn from your sins and turn to Jesus Christ 
so he can change your life and so he can begin to do a new work and you can have that provision that can only come from him but most of all you can have that home in heaven who's going to go to heaven only those who have faith in Jesus Christ and who have turned from their sins and I pray that you've done that today you can just pray a simple prayer and just say Lord forgive me of my sins cleanse me and wash me Give me new life today. I surrender all to you. And from this day forward, Lord, I just want to place my faith and trust in you to follow you and to live for you. I want you to be my Lord, and I want you to be my Savior. And I accept you right now into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you can just let us know right there in the comments and say, I prayed that prayer. You can just say, I prayed that prayer. Just type it in right now. I prayed that prayer. And that way we know that God has done something special in your life today. And we can begin to pray for you and encourage you by sending you some uh, information online and also uh, uh, to be able to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord right now and give him praise and glory for his goodness and his faithfulness. So let's worship the Lord and thank him for what he's done and what he's getting ready to do in Jesus' name.